If you're going out there and you're just trying to get free things out of being an influencer, you're in it for the wrong reason and it's going to be exhausting. That was Amy Slade, who is also known as Type A Trips on social channels and her blog. Welcome to our podcast, and it is amazing. There are three different formats in this podcast series, all built around helping you become more successful in the world of influencer marketing. The Up Your Game episodes feature great influencers so we can find out what's important to them. If you want to hear insights we find in the data, be sure to listen to Show Me the Data. Get a brand's perspective in the news from the front lines. We're speaking with some really great people in each one, and it is amazing. Today's installment of the podcast is Up Your Game, where we talk with influencers to better understand what and how they do what they do. Today we're talking with an amazing travel influencer, and we're lucky enough to have Amy Slade with us from San Diego. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. Hi, Kyle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're very glad to have you here, Amy. Let's start off with a bit of your history. So tell us how you got started as a travel influencer. Yeah, you know, it was actually something that I started about um, just about three years ago now, and I did it just for fun. It was something for me that I I worked full time in the corporate world, and I needed something that was um, just for myself, something artistic and freedom from the corporate world. And so that's how I started. I figured my mom would read it and maybe my husband, if I'm lucky, um, and then really turned it into something that I loved and was passionate about. Um, I had always written about travel. Um, for myself and created these really long itineraries. Um, my husband loves to tell the story that when we got married and we were on our honeymoon, he didn't wake up to me. He woke up to a 26-page itinerary. And so that was kind of what started it. And it was something that I was doing already. And I figured I might as well put it online for people to read. And that just kind of organically grew um, into a community of um, like-minded thinkers in the way that they travel and bringing in um, other brands and other um other people into the mix as well to be able to, you know, meet this market of um, type A travelers, of real luxury travelers who work, who work hard to also travel hard. And that's kind of what I've been doing for the past couple of years. That's great. And actually something that we've heard from other influencers as well, at least most of the successful ones we've spoken with have all mentioned that they're doing what they love and, and that absolutely resonates with their audience. So tell us what tools or platforms are you currently using? Yeah, I use Squarespace personally. Um, in the beginning, I really wanted to ensure that it was something that I could focus my energy on the content opposed to really just having to build and understand the back end of it. And Squarespace did that for me. It gave me a clean, easy platform to use that I didn't have to have a ton of technical knowledge or have to tweak so much on the back end that I was wasting my time doing that opposed to really just giving content to my readers. So that's one. Um, in order for me to... Uh, to edit all of my photos because as a travel blogger, as you can imagine, um, there's a lot of photos uh, involved in it. And so I use something called Camera Bag, and that is what I use to edit. Um, it allows me to create my own filters for certain things, and then I use that as a batch filter for, uh, for a lot of photos. I might go back and tweak and uh, make little tweaks on it, but this allows me to do it much quicker than I would before where I was doing it individually, photo by photo. Um, and that was really hard. So those are a couple that I use. Um, and then I'm very specific on um, what tools I use for my social media. 
media. And so I, I do a lot of it organically, to be honest with you, and do it on my own. I'm just because I really want that personal touch with the, my social media followers. And so I don't use a ton of tools with that. Um, but those are the two, the two that I really do use um, pretty often in Squarespace, definitely. And then, of course, Google Analytics and things to follow my analytics and things like that. So would you, would you say your goal of posting on other social platforms is to drive traffic back to your, to your blog or, or to your site? And that's a good question. It's, sometimes it is to bring readers back to the website and to say, I have a new blog post or I have something that you want to know about. But otherwise, it's really just giving them um, valuable information. It's not always to drive them back there. And I really want to have that reciprocal, reciprocal relationship where I'm you know, either providing great photos or great tips or advice without always having the underlying notion to have to bring them back. But I think what that does is it um, allows me to have a strong community of involvement. And so I'm getting a lot more comments. I'm getting a lot more likes. And then ultimately that will bring them back to the website because they trust me as an, as an influencer in their space. And, and when you're using the different social platforms that we have available, how do, you, how do you decide what you're going to share? Is it just the things you find interesting or maybe there's a science behind how you post or what you post? It's definitely a little bit of both. Um, it's been over the years understanding my readers and what they're wanting to see. Um, I am often, I was originally going through every type of social media. I was in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And what I really found is that I, I needed to focus my energy and my time in one or two of those, opposed to spreading it thin across so many. Um, instead of just, you know, for example, posting a photo on Instagram and then just automatically having that be shared on my Facebook and my Twitter and on my website. People kind of see through that and it's not as impactful. So for me, one, I focus specifically on Instagram. I think for my readership and for um, what I do, Instagram is a great venue. It's a great outlet, um, especially because it's so photo focused. And Twitter didn't seem to be um, as engaging for, for me and my brand. Um, but if I do uh, put something on Twitter, I will specifically set up a Twitter campaign for that, if you will, or a, a post on Twitter for that, opposed to just allowing something, like I said, from Instagram to go across all platforms. I don't think that works. and I think people kind of um, see that as noise out there at this point. That's, that's another great point. So having a single post that goes across all your social platforms and all your, you know, every connection you have with your, your audience isn't always, uh, you know, a real authentic way to reach your followers. It sounds like you're taking the time and, and the effort to understand what each one wants from you and what they expect from you, and you're, you're reaching out to each one in a very authentic, real way. That's exactly it. And it's harder to trust, really. I mean, I know um, it would be easy for me to sit at home and do 15 or 20 posts a day on Twitter, just busting out all kinds of whatever article I find and sending that out. But it also just um, it gets really diluted. And so I just want to make sure when I'm putting something out there, it's quality content. And it's something that they know they can trust from me because this is who I am and they know what to expect. Amy, one of the important metrics we hear from a lot of people is engagements. So your likes, your shares, retweets, all those things. How important is engagement to you, and do you see anything common in the posts that you have with the most engagement? Absolutely, yeah. That's something that I track heavily um, is that engagement. And so um, one thing that I use as a general understanding is that I'm hoping that I'm getting about 10% of engagement for every post. And so if I have um, 5,000 followers, I'm getting around 500 likes and maybe 
um, you know, 15 to 20 comments, for example. That's something that I use personally as my rule of thumb. And so um, one thing that often gets um, a lot of engagement is just mm, real content, real information that they can use without having to divert back to the site. So for example, I might put up um, three best tips for uh, booking your next flight. And I'll put that right into the comments. And I'll say, if you want more, you can always come back to my website and here's a blog post about it. But I'll give them that information without forcing them to get back to the site immediately. It might just give them a flavor or a taste. Um, and it, it really is about um, that reciprocal relationship again. And I find that the more that I'm engaging, the more people engage back. I think there's a, a lot out of people out there and some brands can live this way where they follow people and unfollow. So they'll have um, 16,000 followers and they'll only be following 200. For example, I see that about a lot. But then I look back at their comments and I look back at their likes and they have such an insignificant amount. And I believe that does come back to not having um, a community or a real relationship with that person. It feels like you're using them. And so some brands can work. I know there's like beautiful destinations that is amazing and their followers are dedicated and it doesn't matter how many people they follow. Um, they're going to follow back and really engage. But that's not that doesn't work for everyone. And I also think it's a bit unfair. So you have a very good engagement percentage. How do you continue to grow that? How do you build that as as you as you gain more and more followers? Uh, well, a couple of things. I am I spend every day. I spend a little bit of time every single day on my social media, and so I dedicate that time. And I'll go through and I um, for the followers that I have, I like photos, I comment, I make suggestions or recommendations that don't have to come back to the site, but just say, oh, I see that you're in Florence right now. Make sure to check out um, my favorite restaurant there, and that's it. And so continuing that loophole, but then also I'm going through brands that um, meet or match with my brand and our reflection of kind of what I do. And I'll go through and either follow their followers or I will, um, I will find other things. Like, for example, a lot of my followers actually follow Anthropology, um, or it's a similar, um, similar brand, if you will, similar um, liking. And so I will go through and find people that recently liked an Anthropology photo. And I'll follow them back if I think that they would match with the brand. I'd look at their photos first. I will follow them and then like photos right when I go to follow them. So I might like two or three photos along the way. That's interesting. So you're essentially checking the pulse of your audience as you go. Yes, exactly. I have one final question, Amy. What advice would you give to a budding influencer or even an experienced one? Um, to... Be purposeful about what you're doing. Um, if you're going out there and you're just trying to get free things out of being an influencer, you're in it for the wrong reason and it's going to be exhausting. Um, if you're going out there, though, with a passion and you are trying to provide quality content and information to people and really, like I said, have that reciprocal relationship, you'll get it back um, and that will come back. But nothing about being an influencer is free. Um, and I hear that a lot and I have a lot of um, newbies coming and saying, I'm starting a blog. How do I get free things? And one, things are never free. You have to work for it and it's hard. And you have to hope that you're providing great content to your partners. Um, and so that is a lot of work and it's a lot of pressure. So if that's what you're looking for and if it's something free, get out of the game real quick because there's too many people doing it well and will work really hard um, that are going to beat you out of that game. That's great. Be purposeful. I think a lot of people out there think it's as easy as just saying, I'd like to be an influencer. You're doing something you're passionate about and would be doing even if you weren't an influencer. 
and that passion resonates with your audience. Thank you very much for your time, Amy. You all can find Amy at taipeitrips.com or on Instagram with her handle taipeitrips. Be sure to listen to the other podcasts in the series to learn more. Thanks for listening and thanks for sharing what you do, Amy. It is amazing.